Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I was chatting to Dublin singer-songwriter Ruth Ann here on Lunchtime Live last week and she was talking to me about her experiences with endometriosis. The Irish uh, healthcare system for endometriosis is absolutely disgraceful. Um, it's behind the times. They're offering, you know, all outdated ablation laser surgeries that don't get to the root of the problem. There's no aftercare. Uh, with with my doctor, it was like a holistic approach of like diet, lifestyle, you know, physiotherapy after the surgery. Um, a lot of people I've spoken to, a lot of women in Ireland, they're on waiting lists for surgeries. They're not getting the care they need. They're being pied off by doctors who... You know, it's it's a long process to get, mm. get diagnosed. And, you know, we just, we need more specialists in Ireland. We don't have the specialists. Um, so a lot of women that you'll speak to in Ireland are going to other countries to get the care for this, which is which is a disgrace, yeah. really. And nearly a week on, like I'm still getting emails from people um, since Ruth Ann told her story. Just others, listeners getting in touch as well to um, outline their experience. Neve is with me. Neve, you heard Ruth Ann last week. Why did you get in touch? Um, yeah, so I, um, myself and my parents were listening to the show and... Um, my parents actually sent it over, you know, a message to me saying that I should get in touch because there was a lot of similarities there. Um, the difference is I'm um, currently, I'm Irish, but I'm living in the UK. So all of my diagnosis and treatment has been over here. When were you first diagnosed or when did your symptoms first present? Um, so in terms of my symptoms, I um, always, you know, had really painful periods, really heavy periods, um, you know, since I you know, got my period at 12. Um, I would be in excruciating pain to the point where there were times where I would be scared that I'd black out. Um, I wouldn't like to be, you know, left by myself or home alone when I was on my period just because the pain was so bad. Um, and I always kind of thought that was, you know, normal and some girls just have heavier periods than others and some people have more pain. Um, and it was actually listening to one of these shows that my mom um, messaged me from Ireland and said that I probably should go to the doctors because it sounded like this. Um, so I actually went to the doctors last July about it um, over here in England and they referred me to the hospital. Um, and then I eventually had, you know, like internal ultrasounds, um, regular ultrasounds, MRI um, scanning and everything like that, as well as normal kind of smear tests. And I got diagnosed this February with um, stage four endometriosis. I, I am, Geneva, I, sorry, I'm I'm just completely like... Just in listening to you there, I mean, you've been living with this for your entire life. Like the idea that you'd be afraid to leave the house, you know, it, when you um, when you had your period for fear that, mm-hmm. like, that you might black out. And 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 it's when your mum was, you know, your parents were just happened to be tuned in and heard yeah. other people telling their stories. And I mean, this is what really spurred on your diagnosis. I mean, like, yeah, definitely. And like, I. I'd heard the word endometriosis and I never actually really knew what it was. Um, and it's mad to think if I did know what it was, you know, five or so years earlier, you know, I might still have it, but it wouldn't be at the stage that it is now where it's completely, you know, the most severe stage it can be at. So you went to the doctors in the UK and I know it's a, it's a different system to hear. Um, so talk me through what happened. So y- you go to the doctors, you tell them, I've been living with this for years. My parents heard an interview on News Talk last year and here I am sitting before the medic. What did they say to you? Well, to be fair, they were actually quite good. Um, I was kind of expecting, you know, the usual of, 
being told to, you know, take Norofen, take painkillers, that kind of thing, and see how you get on. But they actually um, instantly changed my contraceptive pill to, to one that they think or they thought might help the pain. Um, and then as well as that, they did a blood test to see was it, um, you know, any issues with my thyroid. And then they just referred me to the hospital um, that I live near. And then I was sent off to that appointment then for, you know, checks and it went on from there. And just roughly, Neve, give me an insight into how long that all took, you know, from the first meeting. Yeah, so, um, well, I went um, to my GP in last July and then I think it was around, it wasn't too bad, it was around a month when I went to um, actually the first, you know, initial consultation in the hospital. And um, the waiting list then from the surgery that I'm going to ultimately need is actually 18 months. So you got the news that you had stage four endometriosis, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty, like, it's pretty advanced. Mm-hmm, yeah. And did, yeah. like, how, what was your reaction when you heard that? Well, at first, to be fair, my, sur- um, my you know, consultant is the um, same doctor who's going to be doing my surgery. And she actually initially said to me that when I described my symptoms, she said it sounded like my, um, it was affecting my bowel. Um, and obviously she turned out to be right following all the MRI scanning and the ultrasound. Um, and in my ultrasound, it was an internal one, and they actually couldn't get any results because they couldn't find my ovaries, which obviously caused concern. And it came back in my MRI results that they're actually essentially being pulled behind my uterus and they're stuck together. Um, so from that, they conducted that I had a frozen pelvis as well, which is why now I need the more severe surgery. Frozen pelvis. And so what happens? Like, when will you get the surgery? Um, so... 18 months from my initial referral will be January. So I'm really hoping it's January, but I can imagine it could be February, March. Um, You know, it's hard to say over here with the waiting times. And then since COVID as well, they're a lot longer. Okay, so you're still subject to, you know, waiting times for for surgery through the NHS as well. Yeah, massively. Yeah, sometimes we have the perception here, you know, that the HSE like is the only health service for which you have lengthy waits but it's interesting to hear you say I mean it could, so it could be January which is what four or five months away nearly yeah exactly and then that will be 18 months from when I initially went to my doctors about it day to day Eve, how does this affect you now um, it's affected me uh, when I was at university or going to work um, if I'm on you know if I'm on my period there have been days where I physically can't walk from one room to the next so going into work or walking into lectures at uni were completely written off um, as well as just pain. Um, there are times where I'm not on my period, but I can get, you know, massive pain in my pelvic area. Um, all of a sudden that will kind of stop me in my tracks as I'm walking. Um, and just, you know, that kind of thing. It is mostly pain. Obviously on my periods, then I would have extremely heavy periods um, to the point where I would have to wear nighttime pads, sometimes two. Um, so it really is. I suppose with that as well, a massive loss of energy. Mm. Um, I've had to go on iron tablets for years because of that blood loss. So, yeah, it does impact me in day-to-day life massively. Always had insanely bad periods to the point where I'll be taking painkillers, you know, every two hours. And if it's nearing that, um, you know, time of the two-hour mark, I'll start getting intense pain again that I will have to have it. I'll always have to have a hot water bottle as well. It's the only way I can kind of manage it. 
Had you, when you went through the doctors, the Irish system, I mean, presumably you've been to, to medics and doctors and, and experts here, like, mm-hmm. and was, there, was endometriosis was never mentioned or was there ever? No, it was never mentioned. I was actually in Ireland told that I had IBS and now I've been told that there's a possibility that I actually don't. And it's, um, you know, a misdiagnosis because they present similar symptoms. So, um you know, I'm not entirely sure about that, but the only time I'd actually gone to the doctors um, about this, I was either kind of told, keep taking the painkillers or or I was prescribed stronger painkillers or I was told I had IBS, but that was only done through, you know, a doctor feeling my stomach and discussing symptoms. I never actually received any tests by that. Do you think, like, you know, it's 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 interesting, and I, I'm not by any means, and you know, clearly, I'm I'm not a medical expert, but I'm not an expert in endometriosis either. But like, it strikes me in in talking to people, and we started this conversation on, on the show as you as you now know, Neve, last year. Um, I've heard so many people's stories and politicians as well that you know living with and have gone through um treatment for for endometriosis, but it strikes me that they're there just isn't enough knowledge about it or, you know, that we need some kind of a campaign to mm-hmm. inform people about what it is yeah. and the symptoms. and Yeah, 100%. And I think even, obviously, when I went to school in Ireland, kind of sex ed or, you know, sexual health and that kind of thing wasn't really taught. Um, so, you know, even if that was implemented as part of that, there definitely needs to be more education on it. I think it's mad that I've been diagnosed with it to have to research myself to find out what it actually is. Um, I think how can, you know, women or girls go and get the help that they need for the pain that they're suffering with if they don't actually know what it could be? Um, so, yeah, I think education is the biggest thing and it shouldn't be left up to, you know, charities. There's a lot of charities over here that will do stuff about it, which is obviously amazing, but it shouldn't be left up to them. It should be educated within schools. Are you surprised? Um, I, I know when you, you heard Ruth Ann's interview and, and you got in touch with me to talk about this, you wanted to get involved or be involved in, in, in mm-hmm. some way. And I know you're, you're quite passionate about the conversation. How do we do more to raise awareness, Neve? do you think? Um, I, I think it is. it comes down to education. Because even myself, I didn't, I'd heard the word endometriosis. I never really knew what it was, um, you know, until I had, been diagnosed with it and then I had to do the research myself um, with the you know the tools that the doctors gave me but I think like I say I, I don't know how girls can ask for help if they don't know what the problems are so I think there needs to be more education especially within schools whether it's in biology or in you know a sexual health class or anything about what actually could be going wrong for both men and women um, you know if girls are having certain symptoms they need to be able to look out for that um, so it doesn't lead up to this. I do believe that if I knew, you know, that my periods or the pain I was experiencing wasn't normal years ago, I could have gotten this treated a long time prior to it being so severe. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's incredible. You know, you, your story is so, so similar, Neve, to so many other women that mm-hmm. I've, I, you know, I've, I've chatted to here in the show over the past 12 months. But we just, I, I don't know, do we not do more about it or surely we should do maybe a, a little bit more as well. Neve, thank you for, for getting, um, thank you for getting, you know, in, in touch with us. And I do want to say like we should, you know, we should thank all of the, the other, yourself, all the other women, all the other, you know, brave women who got in touch 
and spoke to, to Lunchtime Live as well, you know, and shared their stories because it's, I suppose it's only through raising awareness is the way that anything will or, or might be done about it. But Neve, thank you for, for getting in contact with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.